Hey, Unnaturalists. I'm Emily. I'm Andy. And this is unnatural. Yes, it is. Unnaturally good, unnaturally funny, unnaturally spooky. And unnaturally amazing. I think. Probably. I think so. We're going to see if we live up to that tonight, but... Love, Emily, can make you do things that would normally seem inconceivable. Mm -hmm. How often have you heard of people you know or used to know doing things that seem completely out of character for them, all because they were lovesick? All the time. Right? (laughs) Love can make you euphoric, passionate, devoted and all of that good stuff, but it can also cause jealousy, anger, hatred, and even a willingness for revenge. Today's story takes us to Brighton, England, and a case that just recently took place in which a young woman with an axe to grind, no pun intended, went to extreme lengths to duel out her revenge on a lover who just so happened to be cheating on her without her knowledge until she found out. This is the story of Sophie George. Have you ever made a to-do list? Yeah. I don't know about you, but I make them quite often. And rarely, if ever, have I ever finished one. Yeah. (laughs) For me, it's just because I get too ambitious. And then eventually I just get too lazy to finish them. Hard same. I put things on there like that I know I'm not going to be able to accomplish but yeah for whatever reason uh, don't end up finishing it but this story centers around a very specific to-do list but it's not your typical list that tells you what groceries you need to get from the store no this was a specific and detailed list that Sophie George wrote to remind herself exactly what she needed to do in order to kill her boyfriend and get away with it. Uh-huh. Now, I'm going to reveal this crazy-ass list to you soon enough, but first, let's give a little backstory here. 18-year-old Sophie was, by all accounts, a normal girl. She was a lifeguard at her local pool, And one day, while waiting for the train, her and 21-year-old Adam Yosis locked eyes and struck up a conversation. They exchanged numbers and soon began, by all reports, a kind of turbulent and on-again, off-again relationship. Mm -hmm. And that relationship took a turn for the worst when Sophie discovered that Adam had been sleeping with 
not just one, but multiple women behind her back. So what did Sophie do? What did she decide to do about this? Leave him? Forgive him? Yeah, kill him? And cover it up? Well, ding, 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 Emily. Yeah, you got it. All of the above? No, kill him. The kill him part. Oh, well, I mean, technically, all of the above could yeah, apply. I guess, well, I mean, I mean, the forgive him part. Maybe she f- would forgive him after she killed him. Yeah, maybe. You're dead. I forgive you. Yeah, perfect. Makes. I mean, <laughs> so she said, he can't do this to me. He's going to pay. That's scallywag. It is. She might be the definition of that. No, him. Oh, him. Yeah, he's, he's one too. Well, doing what he did, yeah, that's definitely uh, the definition of a scallywag. Don't cheat on people. Don't do it. Don't, don't do it. Don't kill people either, but... No. Neither are good in our book. And don't get got, by the way. So she makes a tool kit. Now, Emily, would you like to know what she had in said toolkit? Obviously. Why are you even asking? (laughs) She had bleach, rubber gloves, Mm -hmm. heavy-duty garbage bags. A staple. Pliers. A headlamp. Oh. Duct tape. Mm -hmm. A phone SIM card. Lighters and lighter fluid. Wow. Sponges, wet wipes, and cloths. Oh, and finally, it says forensic clothing. I'm assuming that means a change of clothes for her after she committed the crime. I'm not sure what forensic clothing is. I haven't a clue. Maybe it's a... I mean... When I Googled or it, like a... I Googled it, and oh. I just found a bunch of images of forensic people wearing clothes. I was picturing like one of those like paper paint suits. <laughs> Maybe that's what she was going for. So as you can see, Sophie is what we would call a planner. Yeah. She's well... I would say so. <laughs> yeah, very well organized. She was meticulous and quite prepared. Now, Emily, to my knowledge, Adam was unaware that Sophie had found out about all of his infidelities. Mm -hmm. But let's be serious. If you're going to do that much cheating and you don't think she's going to find out, you're a fucking moron. We always find out. Right. Especially if there's like multiple women Like, have you heard of the Tiger Woods case? I mean, come on. We always know. We know. Always. We might not have the proof, but we know. Yeah. Don't they call that women's intuition or whatever? Yeah. Yeah. Because you think that you're hiding things really well. But you're not. You're not. You know why? Because you're a guy. Guys are terrible at hiding things. And just... Idiots. Yes. Yeah, we're dumb. I'm speaking from experience. Trust me. Um, But regardless, in October of 2020, they agreed to hang out. And Adam picked her up. And they were going to go to his place, I guess. Well, 
he was confused when she became angry that he had brought his work van rather than his car. Like she was visibly upset, which is, yeah. which is a weird thing to get upset about. Well, that probably wasn't in her master plan. Exactly. Well, police later, later discovered that she had been researching how to lock the doors from the inside of the model car that he usually drove. Mm. So as you mentioned, that kind of messed up her master plan, kind of fucked things up for her. Well, on the way, Sophie told Adam that she needed to make a quick pit stop at a location where, get this, at this undisclosed location, she picks up these two giant garbage bags filled with all of the stuff that I previously mentioned to you. Mm-hmm. And she just threw it all nonchalant like into his car. Okay. Yeah, that's not sus at all. But no. Then she's like, hey, let's go to this isolated park, baby. Let's hook up over at this isolated park, to which our guy Adam is finally getting a little sus himself. And he's like, no, let's not do that. But. Sophie wasn't taking no for an answer. And she pulled out a big ass knife. And she even attempted to stab Adam as he was driving, but he deflected the blow with his arm. Yeah. And at this point now, Adam, he slams on the brakes, gets out of the car and keeps, right. And keep in mind at this point, they're in the middle of a residential neighborhood. Well, Sophie gets out too, and she chases him in the street, and a scuffle ensues. Mm-hmm. It sounds like Sophie slashes Adam's leg, and even a bystander tries to break things up before eventually Adam gets a hold of the knife. And he throws the knife into the bushes. And as all of this is going down, a woman is watching everything from a balcony. Mm -hmm. So she calls 999, which is, as we've mentioned in earlier episodes, the British equivalent of 911. And as she's describing what's going on to the dispatcher, she makes sure to tell them, hey, it's the woman attacking the man, not the other way around, okay? Because usually it's the other way around. Right. So, so much for Sophie's detailed, meticulous plan, right? Yeah. I'm sitting here like, what the fuck? It sounded like she had this all planned out and she's just super going off the, off the script. As we've but. discovered in previous cases... You can plan things as much as you want, but when it comes to yeah. actually carrying out the plan in a, in a case of murder, it's not always going to go the way you think it's going to go. Well, sure. There shouldn't be a plan to murder in the first place, but... Right. So she bolts right the hell out of there, but remember, um, she's left all of this evidence at the scene. Mm-hmm. Not only the knife, 
But don't forget those two big-ass garbage bags full of murder supplies in Adam's car were just left there. And when investigators arrive at the scene, they found that not only had Adam been slashed with the knife, but he had also been repeatedly punched and even his forefinger was bitten to the bone. Right? Ouch. They start combing through all of the evidence in the incriminating scene. I mean, she's already fucked at this point, but they find something even more damning. And that brings us to the to-do list. And that's what kind of made this case go famous and international. Mm -hmm. And Emily, I just sent this to you. Yeah. Do you want to read it? I know you're going to have to zoom in here on your phone. But uh, go ahead and read what the to-do list says. Now, remember, she wrote this in preparation of apprehending Adam and wanting to kill him. Yeah. So, number one, we have walk to call place in parentheses, wipe shoes on grass, charge phone, add credit, make phone call. Step two, in car, turn off phone, drive to place, get keys if possible, lock doors, knife, a duct tape. It's a little hard to read. Knife and duct tape? Yeah. Um, step three... Put protective gear, post notes and questions, change Snapchat password, delete WhatsApp and text messages, turn off phone and track my iPhone, drive to girls, question mark. Um, step four is drive to gravesite, torture, walk him to site and kill him and bury with bag, wipe hands and bodysuit with cloth. And then finally, step five, we have change shoe covers, cleaning process, tape all fabric areas, scrub hard surfaces, including outside, black bag, front seat, and under bag. So. <laughs> the end. She thought of everything. Except getting rid of the fucking note and all of the evidence that came along with it. Well, yeah, that's probably on page two. It looks like there's multiple pages. <laughs> I mean, she was meticulous. You got to give her that. But at the same time. Yeah, I like how, how she put a special thing in here for torture. Get him here. <laughs> torture him. Well, and think about that in the criminal case that's uh pending against her obviously that's not going to bode well right when that note is left at the scene and maybe you're trying to plead not guilty or something maybe not the best idea to leave that in the garbage bag that's all i'm saying maybe not the best idea to write it in the first place keep it in your head yeah keep it in your head probably a good idea she went off the list anyway what did Right. <laughs> she went way off the list. 
Yeah, there is actually another part to this note, Emily, and this is coming from the Daily Mail website, by the way. And in the other part of the note, they found written plans on how to kidnap and murder him. And they also found plans of how Sophie was going to change her identity and start a brand new life somewhere else. Just absolutely crazy. And more damning evidence here. She even went as far as getting an application to change her name and apply for a new passport. So she was going to get out of Dodge. She was even going to be as cold as when she had him inside his grave that she had dug before she killed him. She was going to force him to admit to her all of the names of the other girls he had cheated on her with. So in May of 2021, Sophie pleaded guilty, not surprisingly, because of all the cases that we've looked at where evidence is stacked against you, I'd say this is damn near the top. Mm. Wouldn't you think? Mm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And But for whatever reason, it took until April of this year for her to be sentenced. I'm guessing it was maybe COVID related. Yeah. But uh, now she did express remorse. Her lawyer did say, and I'm kind of paraphrasing here, that she was just a kid. She didn't have a great home life. And she has grown a lot since then. And just over a week ago, Sophie was sentenced to 13 and a half years in prison Hmm. for attempted murder. And I guess that's the maximum in England from what I understand. So she is 20 now. She'll be 33, 34 when she gets out. Feels like a bit of a lenient sentence for me, but I mean, people can change, I guess. Can they? I don't know. Maybe with lots and lots of psychiatric care. Do they have lots and lots of psychiatric care in England? I don't know. Let us know. Haven't a clue. We we have listeners in the UK. Let us know what you think is going to happen with Sophie George. Now it's time for the unnatural palate cleanse. Okay, I'm going to ask you something and I want you to be honest. What is a palate? Where Emily and Andy bring you their own unique and offbeat tales of intrigue from around the world today. Emily, how's your palate these days? Does it need to be cleansed? Yeah, probably. Well, do you remember back in episode 42... We covered the quotes-unquotes kidnapping of Sherry Papini. Yes, I do recall. Yeah, she was a California mom mm-hmm. who claimed to, that she had been held against her will by two Hispanic women for over three weeks before being released on Thanksgiving Day of 2016. And we encourage you to listen to that entire episode because it still holds up. And Emily, I got to ask you, what were your thoughts at the time? When, we, when, when I first presented this case to you 
Did you think it was a little sus? Did you think that she had faked the whole thing? Or did she? you think there was maybe a little bit of, you know, credence to what she was saying? Yes. Yes, as in you thought she faked it? Yes to all. Oh, okay. <laughs> so you were just painting a broad stroke there. Yeah. Okay. All right. Well... There were a lot of questions surrounding the case, which we dive into in that episode, but there are some new developments now as the case is ongoing in its trial or went on in its trial. And can we say plea agreements? I think plea agreements here. In a statement recently provided to BuzzFeed through her attorney, Sherry said that she was, quote, deeply ashamed of herself as she apologized to her family, her friends, and all the good people who needlessly suffered because of her story and for those who worked so hard to try and help her. She said, quote, I will work the rest of my life to make amends for what I have done. As you should. Because I was fucked up. Sherry is now facing 34 counts of mail fraud, one count of making false statements to authorities as well. Uh, She will pay more than $300,000 in restitution to the agencies that investigated the hoax and provided her victim compensation as part of that plea agreement. And good. I guess that just goes to show don't try to fake a kidnapping so you can hang out with your boyfriend for your ex-boyfriend for three weeks. Yeah, that's a little weird. That's, you know, just get a divorce and go live your best life. I would say so. But unfortunately for Sherry, she did not heed that advice. And we had talked about this a bit in that episode she had some previous moments in her life where she had lied to people and kind of claimed things that hadn't happened. And it looks like it finally came, you know, caught up to her. Karma. And according to the Department of Justice, Sherry Papini faces a maximum of five years in prison and a $250,000 fine for making false statements and a maximum of 20 years in prison and a $250,000 fine for mail fraud as well. The government has agreed to recommend that she be sentenced to, quote, the low end, end quote, of the sentencing guidelines determined by the court according to the plea agreement. So, Emily, I guess justice served, right? Yeah. Seems like it. This is one of our first cases where we've been able to go back and say, Okay, here's what happened. Yeah. And good news, I guess. I mean, not good news for the people that it affected, but good news in the sense for the state of California that... The truth finally came out. Exactly. We saw the truth. The truth will set you free. We saw the sign and it opened up our eyes. Thank you, Ace of Base. Thank you so much. You... 
Ace of Bases continuing to enlighten us all these years later. And you can be enlightened by heading over to our social media pages. Yes. Find your enlightenment on Twitter, Unnatural the Pod, Instagram, Unnatural the Podcast. We have a Facebook page, Unnatural, a true crime podcast. You can send us a Gmail, unnaturalthepodcast at gmail.com. We also have a Patreon page where you can get early access to ad-free episodes, bonus content, and more. That is patreon.com slash unnaturalthepod. And as always, be sure to rate, subscribe, follow, and share us with your friends. If you were to fake your own kidnapping, how would you do it? Just bounce some ideas off me here. I don't know. You know what I would do? I would I would tell somebody, hey, I'm going to go out to the lake to go canoeing or something. And then I would just have the canoe sitting there with like a ransom note inside of it. And then I would disappear. How about that? Do you see any holes in that? Is that better or worse than Sherry Papini? I think it's better and (laughs) worse, but do you really want to leave the ransom note in the canoe? Well, because that's where they abducted me. But why would they leave a note right away? (laughs) They don't even know you, do they? Maybe they were following me because I'm a very prestigious person yeah you know yeah I'm, I'm an important guy yeah okay so if you had to grade that one i'd give it like a seven out of ten okay that's pretty good hers was probably i would say a four out of ten probably something like that in the meantime make it choices and don't get got we will talk to you next week bye Bye. Hers was probably, I would say, a four out of ten. Probably. Something like that. I don't remember. You know how you would remember if you... (coughs) (coughs) Yeah? If you went back and actually listened to the podcast again. (coughs) I deserve that. Yeah. Karma. Vaping karma justice. That was instant karma. I know. Thanks, John Lennon. Anyway... She had bleach, rubber gloves, heavy-duty garbage bags. Oh, I forgot one more thing. Are you ready for this? Mm-hmm. Jugs of large water jugs. Shut up. <laughs> you don't like that? You're so dumb. <laughs>